Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday night Bible study for First Baptist Church of Fruitvale, Texas. Um, man, it's good to be back with you tonight. I wish we were in the church, but we're not, and uh, you know, because of the COVID rise. Um, but uh, we will uh, certainly be in there as soon as we can. I'm going to be adjusting my phone here and looking for you guys to join. I see there's about three people online so far. If you're out there and you are uh, watching with us, please jump in the comments um, before we get started in Bible study. Put your name in there. Let us know you're here. Say hey to everybody. Um, I know this is not the same um, as being in fellowship with one another. It's not even close. Um, but right now it's what we've got. And so let's make the best of it. And again, just tag in there. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know you're watching with us. Um, and that you're enjoying our Bible study together. Um, tonight we're going to be in Acts chapter 10, finishing up the story of Cornelius. It's a great, uh, um, great story. Um, again, I see so we have some more people jump on there. Uh, go ahead and say howdy. Um, man, it's really important for us to communicate and, and contact with each other. Got some likes coming in. Thank you very much for that. But uh, giving a couple of seconds here just for people to kind of jump on and join us. I know that some of you are, are doing watch parties. If you have the ability to do a watch party, go ahead and do that. And um, uh, so that other people on your friends list can, can know what's going on and jump in here. So let's have a word of prayer and uh, then we'll get started. Father, we love you. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for the technology um, to get to do this, um, even though it's not the same. We long for the day when we can all be back together. So thank you for your word. I pray for uh, the leadership team at First Baptist Church Fruitvale, Father, as they navigate these waters, Lord, not just with the pandemic, but also with uh, uh, navigating for a pastor and those sorts of things. But we thank you for your word. We thank you for them. We thank you that you bless them and that uh, you have put your hand on them and that you are continuing to work in them as they serve the church. Father, we lift up this church to you tonight. And we just pray for those that are sick uh, among us, Father. We pray that those that are, are uh, wanting to be uh, involved and just can't be father for the time being um, even when we get back together they might not be able to do that and i just pray for them and i pray that your your mercy and blessings will be on them i pray you be with us as we study your word tonight in jesus name amen um if you got your bible again you're you'll hear me say this over and over and over again get your bible um something to write with something to write on um sunday morning uh someone uh after sunday morning um someone made the uh uh, the request, that's the word I'm looking for, for me to put my notes online. And I, we did that um, because we did cover a lot of material. I know that the video uh, got messed up. The audio was okay. Um, and so uh, maybe you can at least listen to the audio um, if you missed that. But if you missed us on Sunday, we did an introduction to the church. We're going to do kind of the second part, or actually the part one after the introduction on Sunday into the church. And look forward to hearing you then. Got several more people jumped online. Hello, Jason Burke. We've got uh, Jimmy Peoples and Cindy Haig uh, so far have checked in. Got several others on there. Be sure to, to let each other know that you are watching. Um, again, let's get our Bibles out. Let's just jump into the study. Where we left Acts chapter 10. Again, I, I told you last week, 
I love this story. This is the story where the church comes to the Gentiles, where where the Spirit comes to the Gentiles. And for me, it's a pivotal story because we're mostly, I mean, I would assume that probably all of the people watching this broadcast tonight are Gentiles. And so where we left it was, if you remember, Cornelius had a vision um, or had a dream. An angel came to him, actually, and said, go get Peter. Uh, not the one in town, but the one out, you know, in, in the tanner's house with Simon the tanner out by the sea. And uh, during that time, Peter is having a vision of the sheet that came down with all the unclean animals. And God said, get up and eat. He said, I can't do that. I'm a Jew. Never touched it. Then he said, what I make clean, don't call unclean. And he said, okay. And he was pondering what that meant. Heard a knock at the door. And here were Cornelius's men. And they said, we've been told in a dream to come with you. And he started to understand what God was saying in his vision. And so he went with them. And when he got there is where we pick it up. And uh, so he's come into the city. We're, let me get my old man glasses on. Um, we're picking up, I think we left off in verse 29. No, we didn't. We left off in verse 25. And so if you got your Bible there, I want you to open it. I'm in the Christian Standard Bible, and we're going to read along. And we're going to cover the rest of this, but... I like to just take verses and just um, uh, walk through them and uh, make sure that we know what it says. So in Acts chapter 10, in verse, let's just back up to O23 so we can kind of move into where we're at. So Peter then invited them in and gave them lodging. And it says the next day they got up. This is when they're still at the, at, at the Tanner's house. And they set out with them and some brothers from Joppa, went with him um, the following day, and he entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. And when Peter entered, Cornelius met him, and then he fell at his feet and worshipped him. And this was an interesting part, because uh, we see this a couple of times in Scripture as well, that uh, when people would encounter men of God, angels of God, that they would fall down and worship them. And you have a, there's a great response every time. And Peter had the right response. He says, but Peter lifted him up. And he said, I myself am also a man. And that's important. Um, I think there's a lot of times in, in Scripture we jump over some of the very important details. Peter says, I'm just a man. Again, he had healed people. Remember the last chapter with Tabitha. Uh, other name was Dorcas was raised from the dead and he's saying oh yeah i'm just a man We're, we covered this last week we're going to ease right in here it says while talking with them he went in and found a large gathering of people and peter said to them you know it's forbidden for a jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner but god has shown me that i must not call any person unpure or unclean now see what he what happened there he said i want you to know how strange this is it's forbidden for me, because I'm a Jew, to come sit with you Gentiles and to, to have anything to do with you. But God prepared him. God had given him this vision and had already spoken to him through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he knew he was looking at a sheet full of unclean animals. But Peter knew, because he was mature, that God was talking about people. Verse 29 that's why I came without any objection and when I was sent for. So may I ask what you sent for? Why, excuse me. So may I ask why you sent for me? Interesting to me. He had this revelation from God. He knew 
what the revelation meant, the sheet and the uncleanness. But he didn't know why he was there. Have you ever been involved in something sometime and you knew you needed to be there? You knew you, you, you were supposed to be involved, but you didn't really know why? This is when you just have to trust the Lord and know, trust the Lord with what you do know, which is what Peter did. And he said, now why have you asked me here? And then here what Cornelius said in verse 30. Four days ago at this hour, at three in the afternoon, and I want to stop. Remember when we talked last time that it strikes me in this story particularly that there is a particular um, specificity that God uses in his revelation to these two men. Again, not the not the, the tanner, you know, downtown, but the one out, uh, or, and I make that part up, but out by the sea, in Simon the tanner, and, and, and very specifically bring him here. And he said, at this hour, here's what happened. I was praying in my house. I highlighted that. If you're a Bible highlighter, I'd underline that and, and highlight that. Let me tell you why. It's going to be important. Because as we get down here in a moment, if you remember when we started chapter 10, uh, Cornelius was a devout man. He was a Gentile, but he believed in God and he had been praying. Reminds me of Daniel. He, he was not in the best of circumstances. Cornelius wasn't, but he prayed. So it was just the time for him to pray. So he went into his house, up on his house, and he was praying. And just then a man in dazzling clothing stood before me and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your acts of charity have been remembered in God's sight. Now remember what he did. It said he was a devout man and he did lots of things, uh, acts of charity for the Jews. He's not a Jew. But the Jews had something that he wanted and that was a faith in God and he exercised that faith. There's a lot of discussion that goes on in theologian circles about whether or not Cornelius was saved before if he was saved at this moment when the spirit fell when I I don't know it's not ours to know but I can tell you this he was a devout man and God was listening to his prayer did you catch that look what the angel said one more time your prayer in verse 31 your prayer has been heard and your acts of charity have been remembered in God's sight Cornelius didn't know the full story. He didn't know. I mean, he, had, he knew about Jesus. We're going to find that out in a minute. He had heard of him, but he didn't have the full package yet. He hadn't heard the gospel like he's about to hear it. And yet he believed, and he acted, and he practiced. Here's what I want to submit to you tonight. Being a follower of Jesus means something. And what I mean by that is, is you don't get to just say, oh, I believe in God, and that's the end of the story. Being a follower of Jesus means something. James would tell us that faith without works is dead. We don't get our faith or get our salvation by works, but when a saving faith comes to, to live in our hearts and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, that comes out in works. It's a package deal. You show me, like James said, somebody who says they're a believer but there's no fruit, I'll tell you somebody who's just making a profession. I'm not a judge of their heart and their soul. That's God's job. But he tells us what it means and looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And Cornelius looked like a follower of God and of Jesus. And we'll find out about that in a second. But then he says in verse 32, Therefore send someone to Joppa and invite Simon here, who is also named Peter. He is lodging in Simon the Tanner's house by the sea. So I immediately sent for you, and it was good of you to come. So now we are all in the presence of God to hear everything 
that you have been commanded by the Lord. Well, I find this interesting as well, because here we have Cornelius says, hey, God told me to come get you. I came and got you. Now you're here. We're all listening to everything that you want to tell us. Well, Peter just got through saying, I don't know what I'm here for. But the Spirit was about to speak. Look what it says. In verse 34, it says, Peter began to speak. And what you're about to read through with me is one of the clearest, concise, and I think robust gospel presentations that you'll find in Scripture. It's wonderful. Let's read. Peter began to speak. Now I truly understand that God doesn't show favoritism. Why do you think that's important? Remember what he said when he got there? I want you to know it is not even lawful for me to be here, but God showed me different. Some of you might be watching this and think, you know what, there's things I've always believed and thought that were not lawful. But I want you to be careful. Because God came in and wrecked Peter's intellectual strata. He turned his religious bucket upside down and said, hey, you know the way you thought it was all this time? Yeah, it's not that way. Let me show you how it is. And he says, God does not show favoritism, but in every nation, the person who fears him and does what he what is right is acceptable to him. Here's my question for you tonight. What are you doing that you're trying to make yourself acceptable to him? Now, Paul will tell us in the book of Romans that it is by grace that, that it comes to us. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God. That's not Romans. But, but uh, uh, we see it all through the Scripture. It's by grace are you saved. It is by faith. But we also see this thing about a holy life and about works that go with that salvation. We've spent a lot of time. I, I was kind of wondering how I was going to say this tonight. Um, but I, I, I mentioned it a little bit last week. We spend a lot of time in the American church working for the conversion working for that moment um, uh, where, you know, you got to say the prayer um, or, or whatever. And we, well, we put the rubber stamp on it and we just hope that everything works out after that. Well, here's a man, Cornelius, that was watching other disciples, other, not disciples, but um, watching Jewish people worship God. And he, he had a faith in God and he was doing, what Peter says here is revolutionary. He says he doesn't play favorites. It's not just a Jewish story. This is not just a Baptist story. This is not just a fill-in-the-blank for what story you'd like it to be. He says, this is, what is his exact words? In every nation, not just Israel, in every nation, the person who fears him, fears God, and does what is right is acceptable. You know how we know that? Because the angel said, your prayers have been heard and your good deeds have been seen. He says in verse 36, He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He being God, talking about the message of the gospel came to Israel. And He is the Lord of all. You know the events that took place throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Remember I said He knew who Jesus was? Peter affirms that here. He says, you know, you've heard the stories about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth after the baptism there when remember the dove came down and in my son whom I well pleased. Verse uh, 
39, uh, no, verse 38. And how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil, because God was with him. We ourselves are witnesses of everything he did in both the Judean country and in Jerusalem. And yet they killed him by hanging him on a tree. God raised up this man on the third day and caused him to be seen, not by all the people, but by us, whom God appointed as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Now that is extremely interesting and important. See, Peter says not everybody got to see Jesus after his resurrection. He goes, but some of us did. Those who he appointed as witnesses got to see him. And it says they sat and ate with him. And that's one of the reasons we know if somebody questions whether or not Jesus had a bodily resurrection, that whether was his body raised from the dead or was it just in spirit, he ate with them. In the upper room when Thomas doubted, what did Jesus tell him? Put your hand in my scar. Put it in my side. Here's the nail scars in my hand. He carried the scars of this life into the afterlife. That's a whole other sermon. Okay? But he had, and yet... And yet, just a few days after being crucified, pierced through his hands and his feet, stabbed in his side, he takes a seven-mile jaunt to Emmaus with a bunch of the brethren and explains himself throughout all of the, the text that they had. He's here eating with them. He passes through walls. It's crazy. It's amazing. But he says, you've heard about all that. Verse 40. Uh, no, verse 42. Uh, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Now that line right there is great news to the people in his audience. You understand that? Because Cornelius believed God. He believed in God. He prayed to God. His prayers were being heard by God. And this one here simply says, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. And so if you believe in him, that means a lot to you because you know you've got sin. Then in verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who heard the message. Now remember Acts 2, the day of Pentecost. At the cross, these guys scattered like roaches, okay? When you turn on the light, scared to death, went up in the upper room, was praying. The spirit falls. It was over their heads as if cloven tongues of fire, it says, and they began to speak in the, language, in the other languages and began to hear in other languages, and miracles began to be performed. The Bible says the earth shook. The spirit fell on these Gentiles. Up to this point, the Spirit had only come and fallen on Jews. That's a big deal. Look at verse 45. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. I love the way that that, that reads. Even on the Gentiles, the poor Gentiles, the poor uses, they got the Spirit too. And they were amazed. In verse 46, it says, For they heard them speaking in other tongues and declaring the greatness of God. The tongues is not the great thing in that. The great thing in that statement is that they were declaring the greatness of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit here that they experienced as Gentile believers, seeing the witness of the Jews, seeing 
uh, this witness of Cornelius. Now, here's another thing I want you to think about to read between the lines. Cornelius went to his friends, close friends and family, and said, y'all got to come here. Peter's coming. Something's coming. We learn from earlier in the text that his whole household was in, were believers. They prayed with him. They were devout. But he had credibility. When he said, guys, y'all need to come hear this guy, Peter, God told me to go get him. They came. What kind of credibility do you have tonight? That's one of the questions I asked myself when I was studying. Was What kind of credibility do I have? If I went to people and said, God told me something, am I living in such a way? Am I showing the attributes of Jesus in such a way that they would believe me? That they would come? That they would participate like these people did? And then he says, Peter responded, can any, this is in verse 47, can anyone withhold water and prevent these people from being baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and then they asked him to stay for a few days. They said, Peter, this has been good. We don't want to quit. Stay here for a few days. And I'm sure he stayed, and I'm sure that he taught, and I'm sure that he got to teach them a lot of different things. In chapter 11, we see something fantastic. I talked about this on Sunday. Peter's now got to go back to the Jerusalem council. And he's got to explain to the guys that the Gentiles got the Spirit. And it's going to shake some things up, and it's going to change the course of the history of the church. It's one of the reasons I'm excited about getting with you again on Sunday, online here on Facebook, to talk about what the church is. Last week we talked about how we got to here. How did we get up, caught up in this thing called the church? This Sunday we're going to talk about what the church means. Biblically, textually, what is the church? We're going to break it down and you're going to learn a lot, I hope. And, uh, and so again, get your Bible right. Something to write with, something to write on. I celebrate Acts chapter 10 because it, for me, is pivotal. The gospel came to the Gentiles. The witness was already there. But then the Spirit came to the Gentiles, baptizing them into the brotherhood. And we'll see that a little bit later in chapter 11, that it's no longer Jew and Gentile, that these folks became brothers in Christ. I know this pandemic has hit us, but I, I keep saying it over and over again, and I'm going to keep saying it. What Satan means for evil, God means for good. And we've got to turn these tables, take it as an opportunity. There are people tonight that are listening even to this little broadcast and that will listen to it over the next few days that aren't in this little community. But we're brothers and sisters in Christ because we have a common thing in the Holy Spirit. We have the common word. We have the common testimony of the word of God and of his Holy Spirit in us. And so I, as I read this text, I want to encourage you. In their time, it's almost like they were saying, even Cornelius, even the Gentiles can be saved. Which is encouraging to me because what that says is, is even Matt Parker can be saved. Because I know me. And that's a blessing to my soul. Next week we'll be on Acts chapter 11. We'll start out and we'll see Peter go back to the Jerusalem Council and we'll break that down. I want to encourage you to join us on Sunday at 11 o'clock right here on the Facebook channel. Um, and uh, we uh, will hopefully soon be able to also be sending this out via YouTube. We'll keep you involved in that and keep you posted. 
um, in case something happens to Facebook, maybe we can, we can have a backup there on YouTube. Um, God's doing some great things. Glad you're here. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And uh, again, come to us on Sunday. Get your Bible, something to write with, something to write on. Gather your family around. We'll worship together again, and then we'll break his word open. Let's have a word of prayer tonight before we're dismissed. Father God, we love you so much. We are so thankful for what you do for us. We are thankful for your word. We're thankful for your testimony. Thank you for Cornelius and his devout devotion to you. Help us to have the devotion of Cornelius. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good night. Have a good rest. We'll see you on Sunday.